You're listening to Market Scale Healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Heath, and today I have the pleasure of having a conversation with Charlene Sternberg. She's the marketing manager for Sensoria. Charlene, how are you today? I'm doing very well, Sean, and yourself? I'm doing very well. Thanks for asking. Would you do me a favor and give me just sort of a brief little roadmap on how you wound up at Sensoria? Sure. Well, I actually um, relocated to Seattle for personal reasons about four and a half years ago, and um, I was reading Sensori- uh, sorry, since Seattle Business Magazine, and I read about this very cool company called Sensoria and what they were doing with um, injecting sensors into smart garments to help um, athletes um, improve their performance while reducing their likelihood of injuries. And so I, I did what all good people do in, in researching companies and found some connections via LinkedIn and um, made some made some introductions and got to present to Davide Vigano, the CEO and co-founder. And um, I was able to land my dream job of being a marketing manager. So you've been in Seattle, like you mentioned, for a few years. And you're kind of in sort of what I would call one of the nerdvana states. You're in definitely one of the tech central forward thinking states. Tell me how Sensoria fits into that sort of personal uh, feeling that you have about this industry. Well, I mean, obviously the wearable market is is extremely um extremely growth oriented, and um, it has a lot of lot of potential not only in just in fitness. Um, but also in the healthcare space as well. So I think that, um, that what Sensoria has created for the consumer population can now be, um, the consumer officially running population was, was how we got started, B2C. And, um, now can be, now can be applied to the aging population, which is totally underserved, um, from a digital perspective. And so that's why we created a, the separate company called Sensoria Health, which I'm also the marketing manager for Sensoria Health. Um, and so we are helping, um, you know, helping the, the aging population with our smart garments and smart footwear in things like rehabilitation compliance, um, activity gate monitoring, um, as well as diabetic foot ulcers. There's a, there's about six different um, top of mind scenarios that we can do either uh, with partners or, or by ourselves. So let me understand this. While Sensoria originally was intended for athlete level sort of observation and maintenance and and data gathering you've now been able to sort of redirect that or expand that into a healthcare provider being able to interface with this data in order to have a more efficient monitoring of of a specific patient's healthcare situation is that right yeah that's that's pretty true i mean i wouldn't say we focused on the like um, performance athletes per se, we, we focused on the running community as a whole. So, um, I don't know if you know this, but there's 120 million runners worldwide. And it, depending on the study that you read, either 60, between 65 and 80% get injured, um, at least once per year. So we thought, well, you know, the, the wearable market, um, our smart garment market was underserved by the foot, but that's where you really need to measure, um, a runner, right? So, I mean, that, 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 that's what we're doing. So in order to do that, so that's why we created our first, our first, um, garment was a smart sock, um, which told you not only how far and how fast you run, but how well you run by injecting sensors and coupling that with a piece of microelectronics. And then, um, creating a, a mobile app, we're able to tell you, um, foot landing technique, um, contact time on ground, impact score. So again, helping you just the, the average runner as well as the distance runner, as well as the, you know, the more, more, um, you know, um, I guess performance driven athlete, um, 
but but really just mainly focus on, on the running community as a whole. But yes, so, so we've been able to, I would say, um, expand that reach by our smart socks and smart shoes um, into into the um, aging population, again, with different different healthcare scenarios. And not just aging. I mean, we could help, you know, it doesn't have to be, but we know as um, um, as the baby boomers continue um, to, you know, live longer. Um, so basically by 2040, I believe it, 20% of just the U.S. population will be over the age of 65. So, um, and worldwide, it's you know in countries like China with the with the one um, one child law um, it, of the past. You know, they're they're definitely underserved as well. So, well, let's ask question, the. Sean? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Let's ask the the now the somewhat fluff question about okay. fashion. <laughs> when people okay. mention wearables. The first thing that pops into their head is Google Glass, not the sexiest device that's ever been created for a human to wear uh, that connects them to technology. Tell me a little bit about your attention to making something that looks pleasing, but has all this amazing technology that's a part of it. That's a neat blend, but it sounds like a totally logical combination. It is. You're absolutely right. Um, our vision has always been the garment is the computer. So we think that any piece of wearable could become the next ultra personal wearable computer. Um, and so what we have done, so the version one of our smart sock had an anklet. Um, we have now um, created what's called Sensory Core, which is a new technology platform. It's one fifth the size of what the anklet was. Um, it has a nine axis IMU. So it has a three axis accelerometer, a magnetometer and gyroscope included. The anklet only had a three axis accelerometer. Um, it's one, it's one square inch in size. It weighs only seven grams. Um, so, so as we continue to evolve, um, those wearables will become smaller. They'll become even more powerful. Um, they'll have storage included and, um, eventually they'll become ubiquitous to the human eye because we get up and we do the same things every day, right? So we took a shower this morning, we put clothes on. Why should we not be able to put smart clothes on when we get dressed and have them, um, give us real time biometric feedback on metrics that we, are important to me but not necessarily that everyone else in, in the gym or on the street needs to know that I'm collecting about myself. So that's, that's where we think that we're going. And, and so from a fashion perspective, you can, you know, you can wear your favorite t-shirt, but we'll just make it a smart t-shirt by partnering with major brands um, for apparel footwear and, um, and even sporting devices. Like we did a, we did a proof of concept with Microsoft and Bryson DeChambeau from the PGA tour. So last year at CES, we showed, um, the same piece of microelectronics, the Sensoria Core, with eight sensors on his golf grips, and so we could tell his hand on placement of the grip, as well as um, as well as how hard the pressure, and then we could give him real time feedback before, during, and after the swing. We've also done a collaboration with Vivo Barefoot; they're a UK brand um, owned by the Clark's family. So we have injected our um, our sensors into their uh, natural running shoe to make it a smart running shoe, coupled it with the microelectronics, and so. Um, we've done that collaboration and we show, we showed a prototype last year and now it's coming to fruition this year, um, at, at CES. Well, let me ask this question. Uh, how exactly do you power this? It seems like I don't want to be putting a rechargeable battery on my belt to make my socks work. Right. So, so the, um, the Sensoria Core has over 24 hours of battery life, and then it has a USB. So you you would need to charge it once that's done. But I mean, if you think about, you know, it, it's a full day where someone would not have to not have to charge it. So it does not have storage currently, but we we are going to put storage in um, so that you wouldn't have to have like a cell phone with you. 
mobile storage, but, but for, for battery life, it's more than 24 hours. Wow. Well, let me ask this question, and, and this is just the tech nerd in me. Yes. Is this something that could theoretically be powered by um, kinetic movement at some point in the future? You know, kind of like an automatic watch that sort of winds itself with a swing of your arm? Yes, actually, you could. So we have a, a yes, you could actually um, power it by like tapping it a, a couple of times. We wow. With, 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 with sub, yeah. I mean, I can't really go into what that is. It's, I'm under NDA, so. But yes, no problem. No problem at all. <laughs> let's um, let's talk about the 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 sharing of this data or the way that this mm -hmm. data from, like you said, aging patients, uh, diabetes, whatever specific health issue uh, that they're working on or if they're going through rehabilitation. Let's talk about how that data is then presented to their healthcare professional. What's that process? Right. So so we have. Um, so, so we're, so mainly we are made up of multidisciplinary engineers. Um, some of them are on the software side, some of them are on the hardware side. That's the bulk of the people that work for Sensoria. Um, only a few of us are on the, on the business side. Um, and so we can create uh, mobile like clinician dashboards. Um, so for example, so we take a traffic light approach. So, um, so a clinician could look at um, all the patients for all their physical therapist and, um, they would see whether, you know, how many patients are compliant versus non-compliant. And then you could drill down into the non-compliant ones to see exactly, you know, which day um, they were non-compliant. So, so green would be like, Hey, you know, Joe is, is doing all of his exercises, the required amount of time. He's good to go. Yellow, eh, Joe, you know, was kind of on the fence. Uh, he maybe missed the weekend, but then he went back to do his rehab on Monday. And then the red would be the ones that really need um, to be alerted. So we could create that type of that type of dashboard so that the clinician could then dispatch the physical therapist to go see the, the patients that are in the red um, versus just going to see the patient in the green who's doing everything that he or she needs to do um, and is totally compliant. So we're trying to um, make the system more efficient. So that's one way in which we could do that. And we could do that for any type of scenario. Um, and then, you know, um, obviously we, we respect, you know, the privacy of our consumers. And so, you know, they can choose to share their, their data um, if they want to. Well, that sort of plays into an announcement that you made last month. Yes. It's a really interesting uh, phrase, the Internet of Me Alliance. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, so everybody, big buzzwords, you know, IoT, IoT, IoT. Well, IoT means things, and we're people. So um, we have coined the phrase, you know, kind of Internet of Me. So we are trying to deliver very, very personalized, very meaningful, um, you know, real-time data um, to the people that are actually wearing our um, our um, products, um, smart garments, et cetera. So, but the alliance is really built on a um, you know a plat platform approach. So we have different partners. So um, we partner with Genesis Rehab Services. Genesis Rehab Services is a subsidiary subsidiary of Genesis Healthcare. They own 453 assisted living facilities. They employ 55,000 physical therapists um, or 17,000 physical therapists who see 55,000 patients a day. Um, then we did um, a collaboration with Optimal Molitor. So this is whole, the whole Lions effect, right? So we're, we're partnering with these different companies to bring different unique solutions to the marketplace. So Optimal Molitor is an um, Italian-based company, and they do diabetic footwear. So we can inject our same sensors, couple it with the same piece of microelectronics, Sensoria Core, and we can help um, diabetics with the mechanical offloading 
um, procedure because um, diabetics sometimes suffer from peripheral neuropathy, which means that they can't feel the nerve endings in their feet. They also suffer from ulcers. So if you can't feel that you're putting pressure on an ulcer, but you're doing damage to that ulcer, so we need to help them with the with the offloading process. And so we've created a smart smart boot. So it's the it's the Modus Smart powered by Sensoria. So um, those are just two of the ways. So we're just we're partnering with different companies, bringing different unique solutions to the marketplace, and um, it's all built on the Microsoft Azure IoT platform. And we did announce that at Hims last month. So does that does that kind of help? But it's, it's all about is, me, well, right? It needs to, needs to be personalized, right? It needs to be meaningful to me, and it really is. It's not IoT; it's IoE. Wow, that is an extremely broad spectrum of things that you have <laughs> thought of. Let me let me tell you. Let me ask this question: Sure. When you have so many different ways that you could apply this this technology and this thought pattern to mm -hmm. benefit people, when you have so many of those, they each come with their own individual challenge. They each come with their own individual specific quirk is there is there some field in particular that it really just sort of knocked you for a loop at the beginning when you first approached it because it was just so either complex or so out of your normal comfort zone well um yes and no i mean i would say because we look for strategic partners we could never have done sensory health if we hadn't um collaborated with or you know joined forces with with genesis rehab services because we don't have the clinical um we don't have the clinical validation and we don't have the patient outreach so we look for very strategic partners that are going to help us um go into each one of these scenarios but we did identify six different six different aging population scenarios that need to be addressed and so some we have found partners uh, aka optimal and um and genesis rehab services and then some we're we're still looking and you know we just have to just depends on depends on the priority depends on the marketplace but um but you know i mean every 30 seconds a limb is lost to diabetes so if we can help in that less the less the loss of amputations you know less than the less than the amount of amputations that occur even here just in the u.s i mean that that's just that's crazy so you know we have we had to find a partner um to be able to make that work so and then Dr. Now, David Armstrong, who is one of the, sorry, who's one of the leading um, orthopedic um, foot, diabetic foot ulcer surgeons, I guess is what you call him. He's he's also on our board, but he is he loves the optimal molitor, molitor smart smart boot that we've created, um, and he's yeah he's definitely definitely in our in our corner. So we have you know we have great great minds um, that help us as well. So on a given day, as a marketing manager, your day's pretty, what's the word I want to use, uh, stressful or busy <laughs> or complex. You know, you have to manage communications on all the different platforms. Um, uh, there's analysis, there's marketing materials. You do, uh, you work as li liaison with your PR firm. You're a speaker, you're an exhibitor, you've written articles. Uh, I mean, did you really plan on being this busy when you took this job? I actually thrive on on being busy, so um, yeah, I knew I knew it was a it was a big undertaking, um, but one that I was one that I was ready for. Let's just say so. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot going on. We all wear a lot of hats. There's you know a lot of balls that we're juggling or plates that we're spinning, um, whatever terminology you want to use. But um, but it's it's fascinating. I mean, 
you know, when you come, you come to work and you get to work with a great, great bunch of people. Most of them are Italian. Our, our co-founders are originally from Italy. So I'm one of the few people that doesn't speak much Italian except for ciao um, and buongiorno. Um, you know, we drink espresso here at the office. It's, it's fun. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a great, it's a great place to be working with, you know, great individuals, um, very intelligent individuals. You know, you always get smarter by surrounding yourself with even smarter people. So that's what I chose to do. And, uh, so yeah, it's, 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 it's fun. But again, I'm, I'm, I thrive on, on being busy when I'm, when I'm not busy, I, I'm not nearly as productive. Have you found yourself talking with your hands a lot more recently? <laughs> you know, I've always talked with my hands, so no. <laughs> it's well, pretty then much that dead. sounds like, that <laughs> sounds like it's the perfect environment for you. You know, you mentioned about surrounding yourself with smarter people. That's something yep. that Henry Ford said once. Someone asked him why his company was able to be successful when all the other automobile companies were struggling. He said, well, I was smart enough to surround myself with people who are smarter than me. As yep. one of those smarter people and as a thought leader, is there something that you see on the horizon for this industry that really kind of makes you optimistic? Again, I mean, I, I mean, if you think about it, there's the, there's the garment and footwear market and then there's the wearable market and then technology. I mean, it's just, it's, it's all, it's all so, it's all invigorating. I mean, it's just so much that we can do um, and being able to create these smart garments for multiple scenarios, um, you know, really, really charges me. So, you know, again, it's gotta be, you know, it has to be personalized. It has to be small, almost invisible, um, because otherwise it's going to be like the, you know, the Fitbits of the world that, you know, you wear for six months and you count your steps and you're all excited about it. And then it ends up in your, your bathroom drawer and you never wear your Fitbit again. So we need to create something that's going to be extremely meaningful, which means, you know, real time, um, audio, visual feedback. Um, again, it's going to have to have storage because not everybody's going to want to carry their cell phone or, in talking with, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia patients, they don't even remember that they have a cell phone. So, you know, I mean, asking them, you know, to carry something with them. So it's got, it's got to have to be, have to be storage and have to be, you know, again, you want to, you want to go out and you want to track those metrics, but you don't want everybody else to know what metrics you're tracking. So well, that's, I, that's I, what's coming. I have to say, I'm very excited now because I'm pretty sure you're going to develop some socks I can use to play my Spotify playlist when I go out jogging. So thank you for that. <laughs> that's a commitment. That's a commitment from you. It sounded like that you'll, you'll get to work on that, right? With a formal proposal and some resources, sure. Happy to you, do so. You are the best. <laughs> I knew I could count on you. Today, I've had the pleasure of talking to Charlene Sternberg, the marketing manager for Sensoria. Charlene, thank you so much for taking the time today. I really do appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Sean. Thank you for, for the opportunity. I greatly appreciated it. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries.